Touche. Touche. <laughs> um, We're starting. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeff, please introduce this lovely voice, this lovely mm. voice that's going into the microphone right now. All right. Wow. <laughs> this is fun. It's sort of exciting because normally we don't have on people who, well, I guess we had Tim Dunn. Oh, yeah. Um, but normally, uh, I'm I'm afraid to bring in people who are my friends from the improv world. But not today. I'm doing it. I'm doing oh. it. I'm doing it. So, oh, I'm introducing you. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're bringing in uh, an improviser who you know from the Upright Citizens Brigade. If you ever go to ASCAT, she's there every week. She plays on Grandma's Ashes every Saturday night. Oh my God. And you've seen her on Broad City and Thirty Rock. And she's <laughs> just written a pilot that I just read, and it was really good. But you probably haven't seen that. <laughs> but it was really, really good. Thanks. And please welcome Aubra Tabeha. Yay, <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. Thank you to come for, for coming to my bedroom, I to a stranger's it. bedroom, an under-construction building. And just joining me in my bedroom, I, I, you're just such, such a lovely energy. Oh, gosh. Thank you. I never have energies like this in my apartment, Jeff. <gasps> oh. Why? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I never really... Everyone... You're just a lovely presence. You came in. You were like, hi. Your sweet face. My feet stink. <laughs> your feet. Um... Abra had a concern because this is a no-shoe house, and it no, is I always stressful. It. I should tell people that when I'm asking them. No, I should have known. Is a no-shoe house stressful? No, no, no. I just, Only I don't. Only when you. I'm, a, I'm the same way. I don't know why in my mind, I just was rushing, and I was like, oh, I'll put on these shoes yeah. that I wear with no socks. Yeah. And then I was on the train, and I was like, this oh was bad. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to I'm going to a home, not I'm to, going a... to a... I'm not running errands. Like, if I was just running yeah, yeah, around, yeah. I yeah. just slipped those on. I get that. Oof. But I have to tell you, I didn't. I didn't smell okay, any good. feet. Thanks. Yeah, I don't smell feet at all. <gasps> well, thank you for these socks. Take them. I, I don't want them. I'm so excited. All yours. <laughs> Jen loves to purge. Here, take it. Just get it out, everybody. <laughs> such what do you a need? Clean home. I have a. Everything is in its place, home. Yes. But literally, put a finger on something, give it a swipe, and you will be like, "Wow, gross." Why are you doing that? Why are you? Why are you? I hate it. You have such a lovely home. You do. I know. I just. I wish I was a duster. You know. I wish I was a person who like cleaned their floors every week. And I'm just. I'm not. I just don't care. Like the top of that, the dust. I just. I don't care about dust. That's okay. I think it's. It's almost pointless. Because in New York, I feel like yeah. it takes a day. Because oh, there's God. just so, you. You live in a like a beautiful older building, and I do too. Yeah. And I just feel like there's so many like holes. Yeah, that, like, and like the molding. Just, like, it just comes in. Yeah. It's just While charming, it's there's layers of dust up on those little ridges. No, it's very. I actually like, found in LA it it got dusty much quicker than in New York. Really? Is it because it's a smoggy place? I guess so, and like you always have your windows open, like mm. you literally always have your windows open. So yeah. I don't know. There's are always like, like a weird gross plant. Are plant spores a thing too? Maybe I don't know. Plants it's also help. it's also a desert, so there's just like oh, good point. Sand blowing in. That's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> sand blowing into your home in LA. Yes. Oh, yes, sand. <laughs> That's not a bit. That's a oh real thing. God. There was sand blowing in because I lived right by Griffith Park. Oh my oh, god, that's hilarious! I don't know what that is. <laughs> what a refreshing reply! Can I just? I live by Griffith Park. I don't know what that is. How refreshing! Does I, everyone know? Yeah, I am. Can I just? Where? Where? Where are you from? Virginia. Wonderful. Oh, you went to school in Virginia too, University of Virginia, where you studied. Yes. Um, you <gasps> studied um, religion. Oh. No, no, no. Yes. You had religious studies and um, not anthropology. Um, American socioeconomic, politics. American politics and religion at the University of Virginia. Did I post that? No, I googled. Where Where does that come up? Uh, <laughs> I looked at your website, which has a wonderful video of you doing a commercial for Just oh, Flowers or one of your flowers. Arrangement. Oh, that's funny shit. <laughs> Shit! But Thank you. What a, what a wonderful opportunity to do a commercial that is like a perfect, like real. Oh yeah, right? I mean, so. Don't you think so? I saw oh, yeah. it. I was like, I get it. 
Very funny. <laughs> they let me improvise the whole oh, time. Oh, God, it's so funny. Thank you. You need to go to her website and just, if anything, if you're like, I'm not going to go to the, you know, no one goes to anything anymore. Go to her website. <laughs> just click what will pop up right away is this video. Hit play. It's like 40 seconds and it's very funny. That's it's nice. very funny. Thank you so much. It was really fun. I just realized I never explained to you what this podcast is. I was, I listened. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Oh, so you know it's about, um, because oh, when I said, I said, we talk about our careers and you said, I might cry. And I said, that's you good. You wanted me to. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to cry. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to emotionally manipulate you. But I will say that the tears get the biggest hits. Okay. Anyway, he's just um, saying ratings. Yeah. He, um, wants those, he wants those five stars. He's saying ratings. Um, <laughs> We're hoping to break uh, triple digits. <laughs> so you went, so you're from Virginia. You went yeah. to the University of Virginia. And what brought you to New York? I moved to New York for New York. I was like, I want to live in New York yeah, City. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any. Well, I think. Why? A, um. Well, we used to visit New York as a family because my dad was born in New York, mm-hmm. and so anytime we came up here, like I just loved it. It's magical. It's magical, and I was like, I want to live there. And so when I was in college. I also had this dream of, like, I wanted to work in advertising. I thought it would allow me to be creative. It is. Um, uh, well, I don't know. Okay. You know, I, I just, uh, it's very, it's, it is so, like, client run. You know, you're mm-hmm. in client services. Um, so I got a job while I was at UVA. I got a job through Ogilvy, the ad agency. Mm-hmm. So I had a job. Wow. You just had an internship they or something? D- they recruited. They have this thing called the account management training program where they specifically, it's like they, I think there was like a class of 12 of us that they recruit across the country. And the goal is. Wait a minute. You were like, I studied religion and politics. Yeah. And Ogilvy was like, we'll Perfect. take that, well, please. So the goal is they specifically like sought out people of different majors and the idea is that for the first year you rotate working every couple months in a different department so Uh they teach you the business great so the idea is like we want people from different like you know backgrounds and majors so it's like interview based and then you had i had to come to new york and like you go through this whole like thing where you had to like come up with a pitch really quick and like um that's great it's yeah so that was like it was totally improv and so I got a job. I took an apartment unseen off of Craigslist. Unseen? Unseen. And it wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> My oh. sweet little dad, we loaded up the van. We came dad, up. Dad, I found this apartment. Look. <laughs> look at it. Wait, look. Click, click, click. Look, there's a bathroom. <laughs> These are the walls that have been artist rendered. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, basically. No, we got here. It was an apartment. It was a new building. That's why I felt safe like yeah. oh well it's gonna be new but it wasn't built yet <laughs> and oh, wow. so we got there and like I did my front door the lock was on the outside <gasps> there were like all these wires hanging down and the apartment itself was half the size of your bedroom yeah, of course and my dad was just like Sobbing. what are you doing and I was like right was, right right it was like 11th between b and c I was like in the oh, middle of it glamour. all but I had to leave in a year because it turned out they built it in a commercial zone. So it wasn't for right. residents. So everybody had to leave. Right. They didn't figure that out? They no. probably did. They were just like, let's get let's, around let's this. Let's try. And were you like, was that devastating? Or were you just like, I am a plucky New Yorker? Well, I think it was like, the apartment was very, very small. And like, it was just a weird setup. And I think that East Village wasn't a good place for me because I'm not a big, like, go-outer. Uh-huh. And, like, to me, if you, like, want to live there, it's because you want to, like, live the nightlife. <laughs> or, like, you have your bar, you have yeah. your coffee. It's very, East Village is very bars, clubs. Totally. Stuff like that. So I think it was just kind of wasted on me. So, um, so yeah, so I worked at Ogilvy. Wasted on you because you weren't wasted. <laughs> I did that, but <laughs> mostly I just came home. I went to Paquitos Burritos. That's where of the course. love affair began. And I watched Law and Order because I had a huge crush on Vincent D'Onofrio at the time. Oh, girl. <laughs> I've worked with him. No. Really? Same, same, same. You don't same. want that crush. Well, it was fleeting. Teach their own. Yeah, yeah, right. It's over now. Like early Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. When he like was Lawnmower like, Man? Or wait, no, you mean Lawnmower Criminal Intent? Yeah, but he, so he was 
older, but not like he did that for years. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. on it for a long time when he was first on, and he was like played like weird. Right, you know? and then it drove him crazy, and they had to bring in somebody. They had to bring Jeff Goldblum in. That's right. When they would do like ten each. Oh, I never knew that that was the breakdown. Like not not his breakdown. Like the breakdown. Of <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> so yes. So when I moved to New York, a friend was like, "You should take classes at UCB," and so I did. And then, um, then thus it began. But I worked full time for 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 years before like it transitioned. See, Got this it. is such a common UCB story because I feel like. With you and your ilk, Jen, like... What's um, my ilk? You know, like, uh, your group of friends and group of, like, actors who were, like, who... who You all knew you wanted to be an actor in high school, and you had enough presence of mind... I knew my and, senior year. <laughs> well, that's high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you knew well enough to go to acting school. Yeah. yeah. And so you studied, and you got all these great connections. You went to Williamstown. You did that. And so for people who didn't do that that's why you, that's why I think we all love UCB too because it school was this way for us to like Neil always says like UCB is to you like Brown is to me because he went to Brown and he he has all these connections through there and uh-huh. so but I think that that's for the people who were like I'm not brave enough to just say I'm gonna be an actor well, how do you even do that? I don't even you know. You did it. Yeah. No, or how would you, without UCB or without a school, or a, basically you're saying a community. All of us have right. found, I've never met anyone who hasn't found a community right. into acting. Not just like, I'm going to go hit the streets. Right. So everyone's just finding their community. So this is your UCB yeah. as your community. But it's also a place where you go and you, you work nine to five or whatever, eight to nine. And then <laughs> then you go and you do like rehearsals or class shows right. or you do stuff like that afterwards. And so you're like, oh, this can be... Because like, it's funny, there's not a lot of people who are actors and... I mean, who are waiters, like who, who like wait tables and bartend who also work at UCB. Like that's... It's mainly people who work nine to five jobs. In the day. Yeah. Right. And then do sh- like... Well, not in, in LA, it's different. But in New York. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, I throughout the time I was taking classes, like I never at any point was like, oh, this, like I'm doing it because I'm going, to, I want to be an actress. Like I think as a kid and through most, for years, I was like, that's an unreasonable dream. Me too. Mm-hmm. And totally. so that's why I was like, I want to do a creative job, like working in marketing. And um, yeah, it wasn't, I, I probably would have never left my day job. Except when I went, started doing marketing for um, TFA, I they were like restructuring and they were like, you can either, it was just this long, but anyways, there was an option to, for us to take severance or like. What's TFA? Oh, Teach for America. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was like the push I kind of needed because I would, I don't think I would have ever left. Right. But it was like, okay, I'm going to do it because I'll have a little bit of money. And I had just started uh, and I like very shortly after I got an offer to start teaching at UCB. But I don't think I would have ever been like, I can do this. Right. Like it was almost like a little butt kick. Support. God love those support kicks. You got to. So you so you were loving doing it. You were yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And you took the leap, you left your job. Yes. Well and the whole time I had my day job I was like, oh, I would be writing and I'd be so creative if I didn't have a day job. Like towards the end. And then, of course, like, I left years ago, and I haven't done a lot of pretty much all the things I... Well, I think it's just a misconception. Like, I think it's a, a barrier you create for your... Well, I created for myself, where I was like, oh, I can't be creative because I have a day job. This is interesting. Yes, keep and going. And I think that's a lie, because <laughs> yeah. I have tons of time, and I'm not any more productive. Yeah. And now it's like the stress of not having consistent income yep. is now a new space in my mind. Yep. Where, yeah, I think I, 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 yeah, it's this, it's. I fully believe that it's, and have seen too, that it is a misconception that like this thing is taking my time. And then when I don't have that thing, I'll have all this time to do it. Like yes. you, you either make the time to do what you want to do or you don't. And we have tons of examples of single parents and who work jobs and still start their entrepreneurial business. Like you JK just, Rowling. Yeah. Right. Like you, 
If you want, I believe if you want something bad enough, you will figure out how to do it. Yeah. You will figure it, you will figure it out. Like nothing can stop you from doing it. Totally. And even, you know, and then there's littler things, smaller things like, well, I kind of want to do this or there's a short film I wrote that I want to get done and I'm just not doing it. Do you know what I mean? There's things that sort of like if I made the time, it doesn't matter if I'm busy. Yeah. Everyone's busy. Like you either... A lot the time or you don't. So why do you guys think that we do that? Because like I was talking about that in therapy today. Yeah. Where because I was saying like I have like these three ideas and I'm just like not doing it. What is it like? I mean, it's got to be more than just procrastinating, right? I I will. My first thought is for me is it's just, it's just fear. Yeah. There's a fear around it because I think of the things that I got done, and I didn't have fear around doing them. Like when I think about, I mean. I did, but getting it done was greater than the fear at the time. Mm. Like, um, New York is dead. Like, it got done. It took years, but it eventually got done. And That's a, a really a web funny series web series she did. And um, it, the little things that, like, got done about it got done because I just wanting to do it was bigger than the fear of doing it. Where there are some things that I'm afraid of doing, but the fear, you know, the... It, the fear wasn't as big as me wanting to do it. Mm. Yeah. And it was just sort of, that's what I'll say for that. Okay. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. I think it's a fear thing. I think for me, it's like, I want it to be so good yeah. that mm. like starting it just feels too hard. Like that's the expectation great. is so high that it's like, well, this is never going to be the as good as I like want it to be. So like starting it, it's like any idea I've ever put down on a paper, about like a one woman show, I'm like, right. this is dumb. Like, <laughs> right? Nobody's gonna want to see this. So it's just like I'd rather just spend like years thinking about right. It. So perfectionism, totally. In a way. I think about some some stuff that I've done too, and I've done it, and I think you know the whole time it's like this is not at all gonna be good, and it's not. But I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. Right. And I learned so much. And I put it out there and some people liked it and some people didn't. Like a video right. or a this or a that or something. And But I did it. But I learned from it. Yeah. But yeah, that... Perf- totally. I think you... I also just need a deadline. Like yeah. I have to have someone be like, this is due on blah, 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 date. Like if it's a uh, never... If it's just me, it's like... You know, like, it lasts right. forever. Right. Right. Because you even, like, when you were submitting to that pilot thing, yeah. it was like you were like, um, you were like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't do this or whatever. And yeah, I was like, yeah. it seems great. <laughs> yes. I was like, because they were like, you, there were different deadlines. There was like an extended one. Uh-huh. I was like, maybe I'll do the later one and I'll just keep tinkering. And right. was, Jeff was a great friend and was like, just. Do it. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad. You are. But that's the thing is that you tell yourself that it's not great. And like I read your pilot and it was so much better than 80% of the pilots that are being Being made. made. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. I don't know, but I think those are lies that we tell ourselves. I, I think so, too. I also, just when you were talking about theater school, it's so funny, because I just read Jenna Fisher's book. She wrote a book called oh, The yeah. Actor's Life. I wanted to talk about that on this thing. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, because I, this is like a little bit of a backtrack, but Good. Um, I, I read so many books like that, because I want to be inspired, and I also... So do I! Yes! And I also, like, so many times I'm like, I want to hear that someone, like, you know, didn't book things for a really long time and then it happened or whatever. Oh my God, me too. And I felt like her, I, I liked her book and I, I really like her, but her story, like it all happened very fast for her. And, and then also it's just like, she was like every over and over again, it's like her. And then at the end, the interviews are, she interviews some famous people too that are like, you should be constantly like taking classes and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I have a, like a lot of fear about never going to theater school. Cause she's talking to Sean Gunn from, um, Gilmore girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're both like 
you know, talking about like bodies, you know, like, and taking class on movement. And it made me think about how I one time took an acting class and it was just so hard. And I stopped after a few months. And I remember my teacher who was wonderful though, like being like, you're not in your body. And I was like, I don't know what this means. And right. Like, and just like, I, yeah, just so much stuff where I'm like, why do I think I can do this? I completely skipped like all the training. I mean, like UCB and improv is obviously like a, a, a specific set of Skill skills, set. but like I didn't do any of the other stuff. At the same time, I can guarantee you there are plenty of famous people right now who also have no idea what in my body means. Right. And did not go to theater school. Like it's just because, do you know what I mean? Like think of all the people that like we want their careers. Yeah. They all like, all of them did not go to theater school. All of them have no idea what in your body or movement needs. Like, it's not a requirement. Like, it's just things we're, like, trying to be, like, I find I find things that I'm reaching at because I'm, like, well, I haven't made it yet. I haven't made it yet. I haven't made it yet. And I love – I I want to read – every. I want to know what everybody's experience yeah. was. I want to know absolutely everything, how they did it. But there's no way there's, like, one way to the top. And it's also, like, so much – this is just – I'm going to share my own personal yeah. journey, which is that, like – I remember I heard on a podcast, Megan Mullally got Will and Grace when she was 39, and Nick Offerman got, um, right. what's it called, Parks and Rec mm-hmm. when he was 39, mm-hmm. and she was like, I loved 39, it was my favorite age, that's when I got Will and Grace. <laughs> and so in my mind, because she started in the theater, so in my mind, I was like, oh, she had one Broadway credit before she got it, and I was like, I have a Broadway credit. Yeah. So I was like... I just, I'm going to get it when I'm 39. Yeah. And that's, I think, why I was so depressed when I turned 40. Because I was like, and again, it was too late. And then I was like, wow, I took three years off to be a social worker before I started improv. So I was like. All the math. The math. All the math. Totally. All the math. Maybe I'll get it when I'm 42, which uh, I am. And uh, so I just tested for a pilot and I was like. It's it. I, I just, it. I took three years off. <laughs> the math. It's 39. <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> and so I was like, no, that was my last chance. And it, it became this <laughs> weird, like, self-fulfilling, you yeah. know, or not self-fulfilling, but, but it became this weird thing of like, oh, that's it. I remember when I was single, I was like, uh, uh, what's yeah. her face? Diane Sawyer didn't meet Mike Nichols until she was 37. So as long as I can find somebody before I'm 37. Oh, my God. Candace Bergen didn't meet Louis Maul until she was 37. So I was like, it's okay. That's a lot of fake news. It's, it's ridiculous. It's so much fake news. By the way, I met Neil when I was 32, so. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? Math is wrong. Math is wrong. Well, and life is personal. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes, it totally is. Although it just, it feels like I do the same thing with meeting someone and those numbers and all that. But it's like acting, it's one where it's almost like, Oh, but numbers are so, like it's so undeniable like yeah. that it is an industry where like yeah. it does matter. Right. And we're not going to become Jennifer Lawrence. Like that time has passed. We'll never be <laughs> She had her fingers crossed. It was cute. It was real cute. <laughs> but it, you know, like we're not we're we're too old to become the like wunderkind. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right. you're younger than us, but but, you know, she got winter's bone when she was 20. Right. And she oh, was a model God. when she was even younger. Right, right. And they were like, they just, you know, out of the blue, this like, discovery of this girl in the winter's bone. I'm like, she's 20. Also, she was an Abercrombie and Fitch ass. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. Right. It's just, I mean, I think she's super talented, but she's also like one of the most attractive people on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And some of those people are like, she's bigger than the average person that's or whatever. That's so dumb. Isn't that so ridiculous? I don't even... She's like, that's not even a career I would even want. Like... Too much? No, just like, I'm not like Gilda Radner's what I look at. Right. Like, you know, like all... Like, I just am just sort of like, that's not even me. That's yeah. like, I don't even... It could be a man's career for all I know. By the Do way, you know what I mean? It's just Gilda not even. Gilda Radner was she, already dead by the time she was <laughs> That is true. That is true. She was a dead. metal straw. This was a gift from Jeff. 
You knew she needed a metal straw? I asked and he gave it to me. <gasps> wow. She didn't ask. That makes it sound like you were like, give me a straw. And he was like, fine, fine. <laughs> no, he just, I mentioned that. I was like, I want a metal straw. And he like just bought it for me. Wow. Yeah, it's your friend. Great. <laughs> just thoughtful. He is. So, um... So you're do so you're doing your shows. Mm-hmm. You're in UCB. Yes. You've now left your job. Mm-hmm. You're in an apartment that has locks from the inside. <laughs> yes. So um, you worked really hard to get your current apartment, right? Because you really wanted a specific type. Yeah, well, I really wanted to live in the Brooklyn Heights neighborhood. Ooh, good for you. Yes. So Damn it. I yeah. I really sought after it. Although they just raised the rent, and I'm like, I know, oh. I know, I know. I know. And I sent an email. And you I was, sent an email. Well, here's the thing. I mean, this is probably not interesting. Over the course of all the years I've been there, I think the average is like a raise of $40 a year, which on the spectrum is like not bad. So it just like, it's slowly getting to be more and more. Right. And, they were, and so the landlord was just like, yeah, we've tried really hard to like not, but it's just catching up. Because I've always said, they're going to figure out they could charge me way, way more. Yeah. And they're slowly figuring out. Right. Anyways. Dreams um, die. Dreams die. Dreams die. <laughs> 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 Richard Everett says, dreams don't have deadline. Jen and Harris Jen says, says, dreams, dreams die. die. <laughs> <laughs> Apartment dreams die. Yeah. Or they just become like, that moment happens when the str- you're like, I have to fight now. Yeah. Or I have to leave. I know. I think my feeling is if I have to move, I'll I'll leave New York. Oh my god, I literally feel the same. Yeah. I literally feel if I lose this lawsuit, I'm leaving. Like yeah. I can't. If I can't live here, I'm out. Like I don't but I you almost both have like, different ideas of what you're talking about. What do you mean? She's saying like maybe just go to LA. You're saying maybe move upstate. <gasps> but I'd love to do or that. Or even like like Oh, God, ready? Like Long Island. <laughs> I feel like there's a neighborhood in Long Island that yeah. has my name on it. I bet. I love, oh, well, I mean, that's like another part of my dreams is like, I just want to live in a house with a fireplace. Oh. Because mm. Zabra loves to do like, like her, she does like home projects. Oh, so. I love a home gorgeous. Project. I'm currently obsessed. Have, do you want, have you seen the show called Hometown? No. Yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> what is it? Well, um, it's Ben and Aaron Napier and they're like a married couple and then they're in Laurel, Mississippi, which, um, and like it's a small town and they help people find a home and then they renovate it within a budget. And Ben is a full-on, like, woodsman. Like, he's yeah. a craftsman. Like, makes beautiful wood furniture. And Aaron is, like, an artist. And their style is, like, exactly what I would want. And, oh, oh God. baby. It's a it's real really eye pleasure Candy. zone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, I'll check it out. Do you out. have cable? No, I log on through my beard. a girl. I watch that in RuPaul's Drag Race. Those are my cable shows. That Wonderful. I pop on for. Oh, hell yeah. Ugh. Both of them so great. You, so you're thinking, have you spent time in Los Angeles? No, I mean, I don't even know what Griffith Park is. <laughs> I've only been there once. And that's why I'm like, I don't think it's a good idea for me to pack up and holler over there. But I just feel a little bit like. I don't want to do the New York apartment search. I don't think yeah, I'll ever find something as great as where I am now. And I think a part of me with LA is like, would I? Is it a similar thing where I need a kick in the pants? Where like the only way I would go is if it was right. like, oh, you can't live in your apartment anymore. And it's like, well, no right. better time than now. Right. But there is this weird thing with UCB where it's like, you like LA feels like grad school or something or college. Really? Like like. Once you've sort of gotten to the top of the... Like, just within the last, I don't know, maybe even 10 years. I mean, it wasn't even open 15 years ago. But uh, it doesn't it feel like that where people are like, well, I got on a house team. I got to move to L.A. You know what I mean? It's this very strange thing. Like, when I was in L.A. and I would look back at what was happening at the UCB in New York, I'd be like, oh, my God, all of these young people are playing, like, on an ASCAT or on right, weekend right. teams and whatever. And I... I I missed my chance. Yeah. Well, but it's also like, well, whatever. Play on ASCAT all you want. It doesn't make you any money. Right. True too. 
Troop two. Um, no, well, that's the thing. I mean, LA to me is like a big mystery, and I'm very intimidated to go out there. I've only been once years ago, and I really just did one show at UCB, went to Disneyland, and came home. Wow. And <laughs> I knew it. And I think, yeah, it's like, I, 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 in my mind, I'm like, I think it's a grass is always greener on the other side situation. Which where, it is. Where everyone just talks about, like, there's more jobs, there's more jobs. But then there's tons of pros to being in New York. So, you know, I, I guess it would be like, yeah, that would, the reason to go would be like, <laughs> yeah, if they, I couldn't be in my apartment. It's like, well, I got to move anyways. Might as well. Well, I always think to myself, neither cities are going anywhere. True. If you left New York, it's it's going to be here. Yeah. Also, That's such a zen thing to say. I'm like, well, yeah, the city's going to be here, but I'm losing my prime time. Yes. Okay. I mean, I just don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just. I just find it's just too much pressure to just sort of be like, I have to be here, I have to be there. Like, right. I don't, I've tried both places and neither has been profitable or negative. I like both cities for lots of reasons, but yeah. I just can't seem to get auditions in Los Angeles. So mm. I, I, I just opt for here because I can audition more. Well, that's my thought. I'm like, if you're not getting tons of auditions here, why do you think it's magically going to like kick in when you move to L.A.? So- well, it's also a whole new starting over thing where nobody yeah. knows you and you have right. to go reintroduce yourself over and over right. and over again. Right. Right. And I, I'm too old for that. <laughs> I need an L.A. invitation at this point. But I'm 40. You are not. No, you're I'm, not. You're I'm, not. You're not is what I'm saying. I'm saying you're not 40. No, so but I'm also like, ugh. I, age is awful. Like, I get very paranoid about it. You do? Yeah. About revealing it? Revealing it, but also, like, in my mind, I want to pretend that I look a certain age. Uh-huh, but then I'm uh-huh. like, I don't think anyone's buying that. I think that's all in your head. <laughs> What's scary about getting older? A little bit of the feeling. I don't think I'm going to be Jennifer Lawrence, but, like, that's something that, like, the time has passed. Like, it's over. Like, you missed it. Like, all that time you spent, like, in your apartment watching um, British Bake Off when you quit your job. Right, right. Like, those were the times that you should have been out hustling, and you didn't. But, like, didn't. you missed what? The opportunity to, like, um, get cast in something. Okay. In TV. Okay. <laughs> because... The numbers are that they have more, there's more younger people on TV and jobs. Right. Yes. And not that I would ever have been like, um, yeah, like a, the, the hottie babe star or whatever. Right. But we all know the ugly best friend isn't really ugly. Of course. Really. Right. I don't think I can get, even get her gig. Right. I think I'm right. a lady. It's, the hot girl, it's like a hot little girl with glasses on. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a hot gal with glasses on, and then, like, I'm the lady who's like, you forgot your paper, or like, right. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Ah! which means you're at a DMV, <laughs> and you had the paperwork, and you... And they did your hair real weird. Yeah, it was <laughs> weird <DMV>. hair. <laughs> the director went, she's fine, no makeup. Like, she's fine. She's good. That's fantastic. Oh, if only I could have got that gig, but I'm, I didn't get the DMV part. Oh. I know. Well, touche. Neither did Jeff and I. <laughs> Neither true. did Jeff and I. It's true. I, I found that getting older, I, I, while there's things, while like the new things that I'm doing are trying to learn about skincare, <gasps> of which I never cared about in my entire life. Both of you could talk about this for I, Shut up. Hours. I'm obsessed. Are you serious? Yes. We need to... Girl, I don't think that oh was my the God. first thing I saw. Shut <laughs> up. She's pointing at my little makeup slash the ordinary is what I'm getting into. Girl, we have to talk skincare. Great. I, I'll talk about it all we night long. We will save this podcast unless I know some of you are going, no, talk about skincare because you're us right now. But like literally, I haven't since... You also both really love hair care. Just so you know. Oh my God. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I've never in my life, like I'm sports, was a catcher, like... Never cared for a second about, and I mean, look at me. You know, I constantly look like this, but I am desperately obsessed now. Yeah. And 
I need to be because I wake up now and I look in the mirror and I go, oh, girl, (laughs) I feel well rested. And then I look in the mirror and I'm like, get some moisturizer on that thing now. So I'm totally into skincare. (laughs) But I will say I, and I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out on a budget. God damn it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The YouTube videos, it starts in the morning. (laughs) And I'm just like, learn, learn, learn. Um, By the way, she has... Some oh favorites. God. Aggressive research. I can't. <laughs> we just wait. talked about this last night, and we just talked about this like three days Shut ago. Up. That's so funny. I'm so excited. Okay, so like, give me like a number one YouTuber that you like or that you watch her. Um. Okay. So I well. So this is makeup and skincare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa Eldridge. Of course. I mean, of course, Lisa Eldridge. She's, she's my amazing. Queen. Yeah. She's um, <laughs> and then with that, um, Katie Jane Hughes is another makeup artist who has like beautiful skin. She's known for the glossy eyelid look. Okay. But like again, both of them. Right. 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 right very right, right. like they're not YouTuber like because yeah. they're both makeup mm-hmm, artists. They're mm-hmm. not like YouTubers who are like here's how you coat your face. No, I can't with like the American like children. I will yes. not listen to you. You're just selling products. Anyway, yes. Go ahead. So I love them, and then I check into the gloss like three times. Sure, a day sure, 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 sure. Because I sure. love looking at people. Learn so much. Yes, I want to know what's in your bathroom. Yes. Great. So those are the biggies that I'm obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Where I, and Birdie, I check all the time too. Okay, I'm just learning. Yeah, and but usually it's like a spiral where like something gets mentioned on Into the Gloss, then I get on Google, research yep. it. I gotta check Makeup Alley, yep. check the lipsticks, and then yeah, like it's a. Mm, yeah. I just it's it's so comforting. <laughs> yeah, it's so comforting. The hair and makeup never ends, and it's so comforting, and I love it so much. I'm gonna add nails to that too. Nails are yeah, very I, basic. You great nails. All day long nails. Um, and she does them herself. Well, I just, yeah. Oh my gosh, I bought a book from Jin Soon, who runs the yeah, nail salon, honey. and I bought like all these tools, and I was like, you're going to teach yourself, and I very quickly bailed. I was I'll like, help you. Nails is okay. I'll help okay. you. Anyway, so what I was saying about aging, and we got on that wonderful tangent, <laughs> of which many listeners, I'm sure, are excited if they're like us. I have yeah. to say that you were both so passionate about it, I was even into it. I was uh, like, yes, should I do no. a glossy island? Yes! Yes! <laughs> You could do a glossy eyelid. So cute. But I was, I don't know. That was a segue to say that like getting older, I, what I am enjoying and I truly mean this and I never would have cared until I felt it like, like just certain wisdom. Hmm. Boy, would I not have cared. Just getting older. There's a lot of like, I'm good. I'm good. And I just don't care about certain things. I don't. Honestly, it sounds weird, but I don't hate myself as much as I did when I was younger. Hmm. I like myself better as I'm getting older. And it hmm. ain't because I'm looking cuter. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? She yes. ain't looking cuter. But I genuinely have to say, like, I I'm, I enjoy myself more the older I'm getting. You know, you just sort of, you think when you were a teenager and up to now, you're like, oh, yeah, sweetheart. Like, right. I just, I hate myself less. That is... I enjoy myself. Very comforting. I have a horrible voice to myself, like inner voice. Mm -hmm. It's very mean. Um, What's the meanest thing you say to yourself? Oh, God. Ugh. I mean, you're fat. Uh You're not pretty. Mm -hmm. You're old. You're not funny. You're not talented. Like, it's... What would you say if some other person said those things to you? (gasps) What? true like if somebody yeah. else said the things i say to myself I'd i be know like, you're wrong oh you my asshole. god i would be like 911 <laughs> you just hit me and i'm calling the cops <laughs> like <laughs> no and it's like you i feel like i've read about it so many times of like your voice to yourself yeah you would never speak that way to anyone else like but when it's like i get it but i do i do yeah so, does. yeah, it's, it's, well, it's so awful. It's just a horrible little person to have, like, being like, at you all day And long. it's so, bear with me, basic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes I'm like, Jen, that's just so basic of you to be like, mm, you're like, ugly. you know, you're, you look like a clown today. Like, <laughs> it's just like, Jen, you're, that's so basic level, like. Self-hate. At least let's, like, get in there. Like, you know what I mean? If you're going to hate yourself, let's find some, like, 
how you were like connivingly snide to your partner or do you know what I mean like let's figure out like some or some like a manipulative shit you did in an audition room or something or tried and like you presented yourself in like an undynamic way you know what I mean let's get a little bit better than ugly let's let's go deep if you want to do some self-hate honey let's go deeper than just like "Mm, my butt No, that's very true. Mine are pretty basic. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I 100% agree. But that's the ones my brain grabs for the quickest. Uh, Yeah. And I, yeah. I find, I don't know. I find I really did that to myself a lot when I was single. Was like, ugh, you're ugly. And this Mm -hmm. could be also like just straight up you know, the patriarchy and sexism. And so the fact that I'm like looking at myself being like, Ugh, that's fugly. It kind of doesn't matter. Cause it's like, well, you know, I think for women you have to, you're told in order to be an actor, you have to be beautiful, you mm-hmm. know? Cause even like our great, amazing female actors are all like, Legit Stunning. hotties. Yeah, yeah, they're absolutely beautiful. <laughs> like, if you look at the Oscar, people who won the yeah. Oscars, there's nobody's like, <laughs> Just right, like right, right. Birdie who came up on stage and was <laughs> right, like, right. hi. <laughs> right, 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 right. Whereas like, you know, the there's men are a, not all that way. No, there are no. a lot of Burt's, you know. I mean, look at every movie poster ever put up ever or like yeah. I'll be in the subway or you'll see on buses and it'll be like the cast for the new TV show and it'll be like dude 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 one of them's like hot and then like three young gorgeous girls yeah. and one of them has brown hair also the <laughs> idea that there'd be three in that movie yeah that's yeah so that's sorry there's one there's <laughs> exactly. one and she's got like she's but she's a brunette so like she's smart Give it a break. You know, it's, yeah, I mean, if we're talking now, of course, everyone could be like, well, what about this? And what about that? It's like, right. calm down. Those are the exceptions we're that prove looking, the rule. We're talking If you can generally. name one show like Teachers, because you that's your big right, comeback. Right, 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 Well, right. that's the exception. Like, every other show on Comedy Central is just Right, right, like, right. Right. We're talking numbers, right. Yeah. Right. But, um... Do you, do you feel like, like when we talk, for both of you, do you feel like when we talk and complain and gripe about like what's hard getting into the business, so why are we still doing it? Why are you still trying? Um, I, I think because I know that like when I'm performing on stage or like the, the few times that I've like shot something and it's gone really well. I've been so happy. Like, it just makes me so happy. And the thought of doing something else, like, you know, I think there are moments where I was like, I'm like, maybe I could do this, but, like, I always gravitate back to it. Mm -hmm. So there's some really, like, deep part of me that's just like, you can do it, that, like, is still burning. Hmm. I don't know. And you are doing it. You're in UCB and you're doing it and you're making a living. living. It's just... We're, of course, talking about, I'm assuming, making more money and having a, a career right. that is sustainable in the sense that, like, people are inviting you into jobs and a more, yes. less sort of, like, I'm going into an audition for the millionth time trying to get a job. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Totally. Yeah. To have it be... Um, yeah, I, I think I still have a hard time when people are like, what do you do? Like, it takes a real, like, really? I'm an actress. Like, there's a part of me that wants to be like, well, I'm an actress, but I teach improv. Like, there's, like, almost still a part of me that doesn't even. See, uh, that's more inner monologue stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, totally. Because my little deep belly is like, <laughs> you better add something to that. Do you feel <laughs> like, I feel this is interesting, too, because I feel like when people ask me what I do, I say I'm an actress first, but I'm excited to say the other things that I do, mm. too. Because hmm. I do teach, and I'm also, like, I'm excited to say, like, I teach, and I produce things, and I'm writing a little more, and I actually feel excited to do that. But is it, when you said that, I thought, 
Am I excited to say those other things so I don't have to just say I'm an actress and then have them say, well, what have I seen you in? Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to think about that. God, what, what do you do when they say, what have I seen you in? I say, well, I say, first of all, do you go to the theater in downtown? Do you see downtown, like, performance art? Because mm-hmm. then probably not. Because, like, I've never been on Broadway and, like, I'm, I mean, unless you're going to see Blacklist next Wednesday, like, <laughs> I'm an F- You know, like, I literally have some well, forensic dialogue. What are you doing in Blacklist? Girl, I am giving you full forensic automotive moment, honey. <laughs> a flash of just some dialogue and moving on. Let me go get that part. I went in for nurse. Yes! (laughs) And what's funny is what would be more reoccurring? Forensic? Nurse? Who knows? I don't know. But that is a perfect example of where I got very in my head. I rarely go in for legit stuff. And I was like, doing... Legit stuff, uh, for those who don't know, in our audience is considered... Film and television. Yeah. Non-commercial. Non-commercial, meaning like literally commercials that you see on TV and voiceovers. Okay. And it was like, so it was like a non-comedy role and I couldn't like get out of my head. Like I was like, you look, feel like you're faking this. Like they can tell you don't know what you're doing. Shut up. And I was so nervous and like I had my hand on a fake body It's just something I really struggle with of that the one acting class I took. Like, I can't do that. Like, you know, it's like, be this part. Like, what's your backstory? Like, what's the moment before? All that stuff. I'm like, I don't believe it. Like, I don't. And see, I think, especially for a role like that, where it's probably like three or four lines, right? One. It was one line. (laughs) Yes, honey. First of all, that's the hardest type of audition. It is. It really is. Second of all, like, that casting director... Doesn't want to know what this that this nurse is just coming off of a smoke break and that her <laughs> husband is leaving her. You know nope, what I mean? Like she nope. does all she wants you to do is get the point across that this body has this expositional information around right. it. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. And so we get in our heads, and weirdly for those type of roles, the best thing you can do is just go in, be like, "Hi, great, ba 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 ba." Thanks so much. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, literally, no, no, yeah. It's not even about acting. It's about like, would she look good if we put her in scrubs? Right. Okay, great. You know, it's so totally. stupid. And and we get in our heads about that. I remember like oh being at this commercial audition and um, you don't, uh, for those listening, you don't give your headshot at a commercial audition. It's you right. they take your picture right there. And I saw this guy and he had his headshot. Yeah. And I... He was sitting with it where the resume was open and it was like nothing. And he was like, Do you need my headshot? All right, well, I have it. Why don't you just take it? And he like kind of forced it on them. And he had this extreme confidence, just extreme right. confidence. And then I happened to go in the room with him. Which is fake, by he the way. He wasn't all that funny or great or anything, but he just was like, I belong here, even though it's obvious he yeah. had never been there. Uh-huh. And I thought to myself, I've been here. Yeah. I am here a lot. Why do I not have the confidence of this dumb, dumb doo-doo head <laughs> who had dumb Jack? Who's, you know, I remember my first commercial, I also brought in a headshot and I was like, you could see my headshot waving yeah. with the trembles right. of my hand because I didn't want them to say, you're bad, you're terrible, you're awful. I'm going to venture to say that person was extremely self-conscious. For the for people who are like, well, I'm here, I'm here, here's my head. That's their like game of going over top of their like I have no self esteem. I feel like people have self esteem. It's there's not. I feel like I don't see it either way or the other. But mm. what about people? Because I feel like especially in the comedy world, like I know, like for me, I'm always like I gotta get there on time. Like I want to be ready. And like people who are just like pretty cash and are just like look I'm like have a demeanor of just kind of like I mean I don't know but I think that because that's huge in the comedy world and I think that's self-destructive wait what's wait what's huge in the comedy like, your, your show's at 7.30. Great, I'll be there at 7.45. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and just, like, in auditioning, like, I, I remember I was going for, a, like, a commercial audition, and 
I could hear the casting director talking, and I don't, I didn't know the person that they were talking about, but they were like, he's 20 minutes late for a call back. Um, like, get their agent on the line. And he, like, eventually I saw him come in and he was fully just walking. I think he had a coffee. Like, it was just like... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, and Polar said this really great thing on... Amy Polar? Amy Polar. Yeah. And the UCB, we call her Polar. Amazing. Clean. I feel like that might not be true. I feel like that no, might be Jeff Hiller. No, I would never Jeff do Hiller. it. I would never Jeff do Hiller that. Jeff Hiller calls her Polar. Okay, yeah. go Jeff ahead. Hiller pretentiously called Amy Polar Polar, okay? I've met I her I would like to state that Aubrey Beck does not refer to <laughs> I cannot even... Ten times is generous. I've maybe met her six times. Anyway, she said something not to me on a podcast or something where she was talking about how, like, auditions she was like I never she went in for some Coen Brothers movie and she was always like I don't care I'm just gonna do it like I've got this like punk rock aesthetic you know that that we sort of you know like when they moved into the Pearl Theater like they left the back wall so it'd be grungy they took down the chandeliers so it'd like look red rugged rugged or whatever like there's this aesthetic at our at our theater that we're supposed to be punk rock and not care and she said like she went in for this Coen Brothers audition and she biffed it because she hadn't memorized it. She hadn't worked on it. She hadn't done anything. And they were like visibly disappointed that Mm. this lady from Saturday Night Live screwed up her audition so much. And she was like, oh, I have to care more about this. Right. I have to work more about on this and stuff. And I think we, as a school, because we're also improvisers, so it is like, you don't need to prepare. Just do it. Right. Just do it. Be present. And that, I don't think anybody's teaching, like, if you get a script, don't look at it. You know what I mean? But but I think we we morph it into that, that, like, if we're going to be the cool UCB person, we won't work on this. We won't memorize. Like, this is the first pilot season where literally every audition I've been completely off book and I've gone in and I've done it. Mm-hmm. And every other time I've just been like, I kind of get it. I read over it a few right. times on the train. Got you know it. what I mean? And it's... Self-destructive behavior. It's saying, it's saying I don't, I shouldn't care because cool people don't. Right. Well, I've never felt that way of like not memorizing. But again, it's like the happy medium because I think I don't think like going in unprepared is a good idea. But at the same time, like when I go in for like my one nurse line and I have memorized it backwards and forwards and written it down like fifty times or whatever. Oh my god! I still have an inner voice that's like, you don't know it. You don't know it. And Amazing. then I go in and I have to like peek at my paper because I'm and I'm like, why are you peeking? You know it. But right. it, again, it's like this fear of like you're not really an actress. You don't know. And your you're lines. so worried about knowing the lines yes. that you're yeah. not connecting to what they mean. Right. Totally. And I and I really that's the whole like to me, lines is like a whole thing. Like when I did Mod Night, like a sketch team at UCB, every time we right right before we went on stage, I would be backstage having a full blown like panic attack, being like, "You don't know your lines. You have to run. You have to leave here." Which is insane because a sketch, you don't have to be perfect. It's not Shakespeare, and it's not uh, totally. But in my, you're an improviser. You you know the game of the scene. You can just play the game. But there is such a disconnect. Like it's like, yes, I know that, but like. It doesn't matter. Huh. I don't know. Maybe it's just more practice. I 100% agree. Like, just more audition. Like, I just think the more you do it. Yes. Right? The more you're going to be like, right. Totally. I I think. I also think you just need to have a a mind shift. Oh, Oh, baby, yeah. Because, you know, think about all of the people at the UCB who are like, remember those girls we saw on the train last night who... We're treating us like we were somehow special, which obviously we're not, because they <laughs> take classes at the UCB and they had just seen us on stage or whatever. And so they were like, oh, oh, you're so fancy. Like, right. We are trying to pay our rent. We are not <laughs> fancy. You know what right. I mean? Now you're thinking, oh, this lady who's casting the blacklist, she's so fancy. She's so real. She's so big. She's so. Right. She's just she, trying to cast the damn show. Yeah, yeah and, and it's probably like... Uh, no no shade to the casting director at Blacklist. I've never been in. I don't even know who they are. But, you know, like, they're probably... She's probably just some young kid who's like, 
I want to do something else with my life. Why am I why am I in this room pressing record on this camera in front of these ladies who were saying one line over and over and over again? You know what I mean? Like it, we get in our heads so much right. that these like for me now New York feels like small town and LA I'm like ooh LA it's so fancy right right New York is way fucking fancier yeah, than LA yeah it's New York for Christ's sake it's like the greatest city in the world but because I've been here longer and because I went to LA and didn't succeed and came back to New York I'm like ooh New York who the fuck right. cares right that's insane it's all about a mind shift yeah Totally. I think, and I think it, that... I also realize that me telling you that is very different from the, than you feeling. And that, no, and, no, 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 but I but think it needs to be told, and I think that it needs just to be experienced. Yeah. Like, just time, you know, to help know that, like, to help the mind, like, proof of your own experiences helping the mind sort of shift to sort of be like, right, right, right. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Make any sense. But it's also good because I know so many comedian people who will talk to me and be like, ugh, I should have done UCB. That stupid thing. God, everybody from UCB gets everything. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Not true. Just so you know, people, there are people at UCB who are being like, ugh, I should have gone to theater school. Yeah. Why didn't I go to theater school? Right. Everybody from theater school gets everything. Right. Every And I think they're all excuses to just... We're trying, you're trying to explain away why you don't have what you want. Right. It's excuses. Everybody else, because when I'm afraid of something or when I feel bad about myself, I want to blame it on something else. I don't want to like just sort of either take responsibility or just be like, okay, well, keep going. Or like for many reasons, there's no explanation as to why you're wasting your time trying to explain why I didn't get the one line on the nurse show. Maybe it isn't my fault. Like, whatever. It was just, not like, the go. nurse show. Honestly, I the one. Oh, the nurse I show. I love the nurse show. Oh, oh my all God. the nurses are great. Oh, my God. It's called Getting On. It's on HBO. Oh, oh I God, missed that, that one. I did miss that one. Um, great show. I really love Nice. I really love everyone in that show. They're all playing so d- against type, and it's they're so all good. so it's amazing. It's so good. It's so good. Lauren Metcalf? So uh, dead. God, to have her career. I mean, I know, I know. It's like what I want. I like want she's like the Oscar. only person in the world where you're like, oh, Alice and Janney got an Oscar. Like, <laughs> I want Alice and Janney to have an Oscar. Why am I bummed about that? <laughs> right, right, right. Lori Metcalf. You love Lori. Yeah, I do love yeah. her. I think she's doing fine though. I really do think she has <laughs> another opportunity for an Oscar probably next year. Right. You know, I'm sure she's making something right now that we're gonna, you know. And she just won a Tony, right? Yeah. She. That's she, not my point. My I point is just, I really like her. Yeah. Just and like what a career she has. Yeah. Right? I know. I, it's kind of my favorite. It's kind of exactly what I want. I really want, um, do you know Ashley Jensen? Um, she was on Extras with oh, Ricky yes. Gervais. And, yes. Um, and now I love this. I think I've talked about it. It's my comfort show, Agatha Raisin on Acorn TV. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Agatha... Agatha Raisin, she's like a crime-solving former PR London lady who moves to the Cotswolds. And I've watched every episode like 15 times. Wait, is this a reality show? No, it is a scripted dream. No. Yeah. And uh, Matthew Horn, who is from Gavin and Stacey, which is like one of my favorite shows. Right, right. Yes, no, yes, 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 yes. He is... um, Which one was he? he, Gavin. Gavin. Oh, he's kind of proxy. He's her... Gay best friend, which is very fun, mm-hmm. and um, and it's just the most comforting, lovely show. Oh, I love it so heaven. much. And they shoot it on the Cotswolds, and I just think she is so talented. And she, she did like a lot of American stuff too. She was she on a show Ugly with Betty. Lennon and Ugly Betty. Yeah, um, I just think, but yeah, her and extras is like exactly the part I would want to do. Oh yeah, so fun, mm. so fun. It is. And I watched all, like, I found YouTube clips of them, like, breaking and doing bloopers. And I was just Dead. like. <laughs> I, live, I live for Olivia Coleman and everybody knows oh, it. Everybody knows oh, it. God. I'm Queens. Da- it's going to be the I'm Queen. Going, listen to me. When I say, when I say, when that comes out, and I've told my boyfriend. We actually boyfriend, kind of live in the same space, Ashley Jensen and Olivia Coleman. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I literally, when that comes out on the Queen, I don't know or care what's going on in the world or my life, I will be right here on this bed 
and it will just be me and that computer. I, I'm dying for it. She is my literal everything. I, I mean, I just can't. I've already done this. I'm going to stop. I've already Fuck. done this. I'm going to stop. Oh, uh, no. I, well, she means everything to me. Oh. She literally means I. I, uh, I hope you meet her. <gasps> I... But see, the thing is, is I can't just meet her because I want, no, I want to be your best friend. Oh, okay. So then that'll be uncomfortable for her. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, Because I'll... Wouldn't it be enough to just work with her and have her be like, oh, you're good. Okay, but it can if she's receptive to me as a friend on set (laughs) or stage as well. I mean, stage is the dreamy because then we can be friends. Do you know what I mean? Because right, yeah, like rehearsal get, time and like right, like ladies, you want me right. to get you something? I'm going out in between shows. Like right. I'm like literally smiling from ear to ear right now, just thinking of being in a production with her. Wow, and it's not it's not even like yeah <laughs> a possibility. At the it's moment. not even a possibility. <laughs> but I'm like thinking about it in my head. Like yeah. one day maybe yeah. I'll get to work with her. I just I think I just I I've never enjoyed someone's performance in literally everything she's ever done. Yeah. And I discovered her on um, um, Broadchurch when it was not a comedy. And I was like, oh, my God. She's funny. And she's funny. She Basically, anytime you watch something from the UK, you're like, oh, there she is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So um, we ask all of our guests, guests. Um, isn't that weird when you have an S T S sound? Yeah. Like visits. She visits. Breast. Constituents. <laughs> constituents. Um, I love that you said constituents and you said breasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very us. That's very us. Um, so she could, she had a weird thing last night where she was trying to say the word constituents and she couldn't in our show. Um, but we ask everyone so today is March 12th, 2018. March 12th, 2019. What is the dream for Abra? Mm. Dream year, girl. You get whatever you want. And it could be personal, professional, or whatever. Mm. Um, I want to have written and performed a one-woman show at UCB. Who knows what that will be, but I want to do it. So it's done. I did it. Okay, good. <laughs> and I would like to be, um, I would like to have, oh, I mean, the big dream would just, I want to have a, I want to do something, another thing on TV. Great. What other thing would that be? Um, I would like to have some sort of reoccurring appearance on a TV show. Great. Love that year. That could totally happen. Totally happen. That would be a great, great year. Oh, and um, Keanu Reeves and I are dating. <laughs> great, 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 great. And everybody's like, did you see Aubrey at, at a coffee shop with Keanu Reeves? Are they friends? No. They're <laughs> That's what I want. And then someone's just like, doesn't he have kids? And she's like, she's so happy about it. She loves his kids. Like, she's like their best friend. She like picks his kids up from school. Aren't his kids like teenage? Right, but she's like, they're like really good does friends. Does kids? No, he does not. <laughs> you know. Oh, oh my God. Girl, I know so much. <laughs> he doesn't have kids. No kids. Has he been married before? No. Wow. Oh, God, he has a heartbreaking story. I can't go into it. I don't want to, like, sound like I'm a complete, like, but he's a, cr- a wonderful person. He, he needs you. He needs you, right? He's had a hard time. He needs you. Did you see that movie, Keanu, even though he had nothing to do with it just because it was called Keanu? Shut up. Oh, um, I almost did, but I couldn't watch that movie because it. I find kittens, like, I didn't want to see anything bad happen to that kitten. I couldn't. Oh, no. Does something bad happen to a kitten? Well, the whole idea is that the kitten gets kidnapped. And, no. And even though that's like, it's like a story, I'm like, I can't. I would have been hysterical. Right. <laughs> I get it. I will say, like, it's a real Savannah Smiles situation, you know, where, do you know Savannah Smiles? Mm-mm. Neither of you? No. <laughs> There's this movie from the 70s. They used to show it, like, on a big film projector in my elementary school as oh. like on a rainy day if you couldn't go out to recess you would go and watch <gasps> just that another one part movie. of Savannah Smiles <laughs> anyway um 
they kidnap her and then they the kidnappers fall in love with her and she's so great. Oh. Uh, and that's what happens with Keanu too. But there was like a scene in the trailer where like the kitten goes like mew and I was like, nope, I can't. <laughs> he does mew. He does mew. Nope. And he gets to wear a little do-rag. I saw that. <laughs> oh, I can't. Real quick. In your grade school, when it rained, they put a movie of a kid napping. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was just when it rained. It was like on days where I don't know what. Regardless, <laughs> you're at a, an institution of education for children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they would put on the, yes. the screen. And it wasn't like I mean, I'm not this old. We had VCRs, but for whatever reason, this was like a like a projector in the back of the cafetorium, and they would pull down a big screen, and you'd watch it like a movie. But Savannah Smiles, the movie about a kidnapping, is what they out of all the movies they yes, could have. Yes, but put it up. is a children's movie about a kidnapping, and this child is kidnapped, and the the gruff kidnappers' hearts turn to gold because she's just so sweet. Right. So the message to the children is: get kidnapped so you can help the adults. <laughs> get yourself kidnapped so you can help adults become kinder people. It was made in the seventies. Let me. I'm gonna look it up. This right is now. fascinating to me. To be fair, it makes me think a little bit of Home Alone. I mean, not that they fall in love with him, but that whole movie it's is true, pretty they did dark. Leave him, yeah, they did leave him at home. Like, they forgot him. Yeah, and oh, the... It was from 82. <laughs> well, there you go. The young, the young daughter of a politician runs away due to lack of attention. She hides in the car of two not-so-bright crooks who are slowly converted into parent figures to her. Okay. A surprising bond of love and redirection forms among the trio as the police close down on the supposed kidnappers. Okay, oh. so a little less violent in my mind. She just hid in that Still, car. I have a hard time with, like, children... Yes. Um, ...assuming roles of saving adults. Right. ...made for TV shows for children. Understandable. To let them know that, like, your sweet and kindness and your youthfulness is, like, going to change adults. Like, yeah. not their responsibility. But a much better picture than what was in my head when I originally <laughs> thought of it. Um, <laughs> girl, I can't wait to turn this mic off and talk all skincare with you. I can't either. We thank you so much, Abra. Thank you. You are a delight. Me. And we can see you on Ask Cat on Sunday nights. Yes. yes. And Grandma's Ashes on Saturday nights at 10.30. And so, give, them, give them your social handles. My social handles are at Abra Tabak, all one word, A-B-R-A-T-A-B-A-K. And that's, that's a great name. That's such a great name. Thank you. So that's what it is because, um, yeah, I don't have to have any dots or anything. <laughs> also, you should go to her website, which is abratabak.com. Yeah. And um, just right there. It'll pop right up. Just click play. And it's really fun. It's really fun. Thank you so much. It's a really, really great reel. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. We're going to get some skincare up in here. (laughs) Touche. Touche. Touche.